This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. Being one of the first social media content creators at a major university can be fun. No rules, do whatever you want, try things without being judged. The flip side can be no support, no understanding from the higher-ups what you're trying to achieve, and the long hours that pile up. My guest, Katie Myers, was one of the first, and she's had one hell of a ride along the way. You know, there's 100 photographers, and they're all getting the same shot, but what can I do differently? And and that's kind of where I learned to turn my back away from the action a lot of the time and capture the other moments and kind of things like that. A lot of the time, I didn't know what the score was or who was winning or things like that because I was so focused on everything else going on besides the action. It was the other action. And we did a lot of photo stories, like a day in the life or, you know, the event in action and things like that. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. I guess the range from Oscar and Emmy winners, cancer survivors, and photographer Garrett Elwood. You talk about dragging Jordan off. That frame that Andy Haight made of that moment, like, is so incredible. And people just don't understand how hard it was oh. to focus a, a manually focused to Hasselblad at a crazy weird distance. And to capture that as a TV guy is running, you know, like, it's stuff like that that I'll remember that there's no way anyone today can appreciate how hard that was to capture that moment at such a big stage. And, I mean, Andy Haight was ridiculous at that, you know, and that's what he did. And and uh, it's stuff like that that's like no one will ever, you know, you just look on the back of your camera now and be like, oh, I got it. Like, we didn't know if we got that image. You didn't, you know, you wouldn't know for two days or, or whatever, but... Um, it was like, you know, it's the golden era. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for a sponsor before diving into my conversation with Katie Myers. Good morning, Katie. How are you? I'm great. It's good to be here. Oh, man. I, you have been on my list because I have watched you just jump from spot to spot and get better and better. And I was like, I have have to have that woman on the podcast to see how she's doing it. Well, I'm excited to be here and <laughs> talk it over. <laughs> All right. So let's take a, a, a shallow dive into the uh, pool. And where did you first discover the interest of being a creative? Because for me, maybe I don't know. Maybe you started drawing before you started yeah. painting, or and then you started taking pictures. So where did you start to feel like I can create? Honestly, I grew up in a home with two creatives. My mom is an artist, and she does everything that I cannot do. She can draw. <laughs> she can paint. She has a glass studio in our garage, so she makes fused glass. And then my dad works in sports in sports television and okay. so I kind of grew up in this house with two creatives my dad is the vice president at the Pac-12 network right now but he you know started from the bottom of hoisting cables um in college and just running around doing audio and I grew up in tv trucks and in art class and I kind of <laughs> <laughs> what a life for a young girl what a unique combo of you know my dad when I was a kid my dad worked at the tennis channel so 
you know, my weekends were at tennis tournaments where I would be doing my homework in suites watching, you know, Nadal play. So <laughs> I was a pretty lucky kid. Um, and then I guess creatively, I kind of just found my way. I was a competitive dancer growing up and, um, you like, know, like just, jazz dancing. Yeah. Or? Okay. Like, you know, like dance moms. Right. I was one of those kids. Um, and I did that for, you know, what, 10, 11 years okay. up, up through, I did it a little bit into college as well because I went to um, UCLA. So I was close enough to home that I could still compete with my studio my first and second year. Okay. And then I got too old and my bones started to hurt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, did you ever play any sports at all? Um, yeah, not well. Okay, um, but you did, so. I did. I was, you know, I tried all of them. Soccer, didn't like shin guards. Wasn't okay. for me. Okay. Um, I was a cheerleader in high school. Um, I, you know, really just didn't like the sports. Weren't my thing. Dance was my thing. Okay. I, I found that pretty young. I found that when I was about eight. Um, I did, up in elementary school, I did everything. I did basketball. I did soccer. Um, I tried track and field in middle school and high school. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to high jump without doing a front flip. So I was out. <laughs> That's um, not what you're supposed to do. No, I did a lot of gymnastics growing up. Um, I, I did gymnastics through high school just to keep my dance skills and new tricks and whatnot. Um, and I did some aerial arts as well, like silks and trapeze and things like that. Whoa, really? Yeah, Santa Monica Pier. I don't know if they still have it, but they had um, a trapeze school on the pier when I was in middle school and high school. Oh, my. Yeah, so that was fun. You got to go to the pier and take aerial class. Right. You throw yourself into the sky. Oh yeah, look God. at the ocean. Could be better. <laughs> so you were kind of surrounded in it. With I mom, was surrounded in yeah, it. Yeah, with mom and dad, you definitely were not going to end up being an accountant. No, definitely was not going to be an accountant. I, I uh, failed algebra two, three times. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was off the books. No, accountant. it was never going to happen. So then when did you start to move? Like you kind of slid from one, if you didn't do mom's thing, you kind of, kind of moved towards dad's thing. When did you start to feel like something with electronics in your hand was comfortable? So my mom actually figured it out before I did. Um, at dance competitions, I would take her phone, and when I wasn't on stage and my friends were, I would take pictures on her phone, and mine wouldn't be blurry, and hers would. And she was like, I think you should take photo class. And my high school had a really great program. Went to Palisades Charter High School, and uh, Rick Style is the photography teacher there. And basically, he kind of changed my life and got me where I needed to be, and that's where I found it. So... My junior year, I finally got into photo class. Okay. And from there, I just started taking pictures of my friends in dance. And I figured out that I liked movement photography more than, you know, portrait and still. I liked things that gave me a challenge that I had to capture quickly. Hmm. So that kind of transferred into sports. And there, then I found sports, and it was game over. Wow. So did you start shooting sports in high school? I did, yes. And what was my, the, what'd, my, you, what'd you find appealing immediately? So my senior year, um, my photo teacher, coach or Mr. Style, um, asked me if I would help. He also ran, ran the yearbook. So he asked me if I would help 
shoot some of the games for the yearbook? And I said, sure. So I was shooting everything. I was doing football. I was doing basketball, volleyball, lacrosse, soccer, track. So, and I was really bad at it. <laughs> like looking back, I was really, really bad at it. Had no idea what I was doing, but I was doing it. And that was what was important. What um, were you doing it on? What key, what gear did you oh, have? Um, God, our school was so lucky um, to have great donors. We had Canon gear. So I was, I was shooting on a rebel. Okay. So not what you want to be shooting sports on, but, but it's, it's way better than what a lot of other people. I mean, Oh yeah. It's better than a point and shoot for yeah. sure. So I was on a rebel. We were also doing film. Film was mandatory, which was awesome. Um, we shot black and white film and we had to do all of the processing ourselves. So I learned how to process film and, um, work in a dark room and all of that, which was really cool and definitely helped me in college when I, when that was not an option. So do you feel like at that point in high school, this was a path for you or were you still oh, yeah. much, really? Oh yeah. I knew for sure. So then why UCLA? So I, I had good grades, but not great grades. I had a three, five in high school, which is a good, it's good. That's good. That's good. good. Come on. I went to a very, I went to a very good high school. So I was very average at my school, (laughs) but I, my dad went to UCLA. UCLA is the home team in our house. It was where I always wanted to go. So I applied to a few other schools. I got in whatever. Um, and then I applied for UCLA and then, and I applied to their art school. So I apply and then they send out a secondary application. If you make it through the first round, which they don't do for any other programs, but the school of arts and architecture does. So they send that to you and you have, I think it was five days to submit a portfolio and like six new essays and then a short paragraph on each photo that you're submitting. And it was like, it was, I was just sitting there. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And somehow, (laughs) so I submit it. And then three months later I got in and it was just kind of like, I I was one of 50 people to get into the program. Amazing enough. Another kid from my high school got in as well. So that was exciting. Um, And it was just kind of a no brainer that I was going to go there. It was my dream school. It's where I wanted to go. Great academics, great athletics. And it was just, that's, that was that. Wow. So you were in now. Why? Okay. I I know there's the, and it's all, it's this way with a lot of people. Mom and dad went there. You wear the colors in the house, but did you ever think maybe if I am going to follow this photo path, the best photo school would have been better for you? I, so art school wasn't an option. My parents wouldn't let me. Okay. And like honestly, going to art center, like going to RISD or anything okay. like that. Okay. Um, ac- academics are very important in our house. And, you know, I was not, I, I just didn't know enough. I was so young. I didn't do the research. I applied. I actually, Arizona state has a really good photo program. Right. And that was, a, that was actually my second option and I had gotten into the program and all of that. Um, but the thing is, is you're so young. Yeah. You're so young. You still don't know even at that point, like 
what path? Okay, I'm going to take the photography path, but now I just found out there's 40 paths from there. Am I going to do commercial work, portraiture work? Am I going to be a journalist? Like, there's so many splinters when you get to college. And when you're in high school, you have no idea. You're always looking at this bigger word, photography. Exactly. And And they just don't show you. I mean, there's so many. And my high school teacher was a, he shoots a lot of uh, portraiture for magazines and whatnot. And then he also shoots surfing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and you know, typically in high school in a photo class, most of these kids are not taking it to go beyond that. So no. they're not explaining it. It's just a, it's an easy, you know, it's right. an easy A for them. Right. Oh, you know, my friend Sally's in it. So I'm going to hang out with her and we'll take photo. Exactly. Right. So that becomes like the weird thing is when you get to college, all of a sudden you're, you're faced with this huge explosion of now what Avenue. Yes. And and you could have been stuck with like a fine arts kind of program and And I was right and then that's not what you want so you're struggling and fighting it like I want to be outside under grass and they're like well we're gonna shoot now pottery today and look at the grace and you're just like dying and it wasn't just photo at UCLA it's an art so it's right yeah you're doing clay and and everything else oh yeah and looking back it was good for me but if you know, if I had to do it again, I would do the same thing, but it was definitely not the right program. Look, like while I was in it, I was like, I was always the odd one out that wanted to go shoot football when everybody else wanted to go make weird portraiture of boys and dresses and right. whatever, Yeah, which is great for them. You know, that's what you want to do. But for me, I want to go take pictures of football players, you know, hitting each other. Right. Yeah. Boys in dresses or guys beating the crap out of each other. In so, tight. So in tight. So close. <laughs> yeah. Did did you kind of drift yourself over to the to the Daily Bruin? So, you know, I actually, even before I got in, before I started school, I knew Daily Bruin was for me. It was, I think on my second day of school, they had like this big fair of all the clubs. Mm-hmm. And I found Daily, or I knew, I already knew, like my parents and I had discussed it. My dad worked at Daily Bruin. Um, he was, he had a radio show when he was in school. And um so I kind of knew about it already, and I was like, oh, yes, this is where I'm going to go. This is how I'm going to find my way into sports. I knew I had to find my way into sports. And, you know, I, the program wasn't for me, but the Daily Bruin was my saving grace. Yeah, that's, that's where I would see your avenue. 100%. Right. You're, you're, you're such a catch, a woman that wants to take photos and watch sports. I mean, come on, Katie. That's, uh, that's, yeah. That's perfect. Um. So how was your time there at UCLA with the camera? Did you feel like you were you were making progress and steps in the right direction? 100%. I had some really great people who are older than me that really mentored me. Blaine Ogashi, Tim Bradbury, some big names in, you know, the camera world right now in the sports mm-hmm. industry. So I was lucky enough to have them as, you know, the upperclassmen while I was there and kind of show me the way and go to games with me and show me what they were doing and learning camera settings and all of that. And, um, by my sophomore year, I was sent to the college world series with baseball by myself and they won it. And that moment I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. There is no better feeling. I'm in like I was 19 and I was a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do, which was awesome and lucky because, you know, most of my friends had no idea. Right. I mean, how was that experience going to the College World Series? You know, regardless if you were by yourself or a team, it's still a travel. It's travel, and it's 
And I, I knew I wanted to travel. Travel, like, that's been probably the second best part of my career is that I've seen so many places. Right. And I'm guessing you never had been to Nebraska before. I had never been to Nebraska. I right. am a California girl who is everything you think of when you think California girl. Right. Nebraska is not normally a family destination. So you it have, was not. Yeah. You have to go there. So yes. were you, how comfortable were you shooting baseball? And then at that level of the College World Series in a very big venue. I mean, that place yeah. is 20,000 seats. What yes. Was, what was that like? So baseball is uh, the sport I grew up with. The You know, it's my dad's favorite sport. So oh, it's okay. what I was taught. It was the first sport I was taught. Um, it's what I loved. I think my, my freshman and sophomore year, I probably shot upwards of 60 baseball games at UCLA. Wow. Um, I was comfortable with it. I really enjoy it. It's probably, I mean... Outside of football, it's probably my second favorite sport to shoot. So um, I was very comfortable, and that's probably why they sent me, because I was comfortable and I was willing to go to Nebraska after the school year had ended when, yeah, that's, when others weren't. Yeah, right. That's the other thing, too. You're you're a quarter school, and you're done. Yeah, we were done. So um, it was awesome. It was so exciting. And I also was lucky that, you know, we play football at the Rose Bowl. So I had experienced bigger venues already. I'd shot a, maybe two or three football games at that point. Mm -hmm. So I was I was comfortable. And I grew up in big venues, too, which was really, I think that helped me a lot is that, I, you know, I grew up going to the U.S. Open and I went to big venues and Staples Center and things like that. So it was not as big of a jump for me than it would have been for other people. Right. And, and you got to go home with a winner, which is very rare. Yeah, I did. And then I got to go to Dodger Stadium the next day with the team and cover <laughs> that, which was pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I got to meet Yasiel Puig. It was like his second day in, with the Dodgers, I think. <laughs> oh, that's great. That, you, that, that sticks out, meeting him. That's what sticks out. Yeah. I'm a Dodgers fan, too, so, well, you know. Of course. Um, of course. How – okay, so – Let's say your time's winding down at UCLA. What is your mindset? I don't want to work at Starbucks. <laughs> that was my mindset. So after my senior year, March Madness, I was given the opportunity to take on an internship in the athletics department. I'd gotten to know a lot of the people in the athletics department. Um, and they asked me, they were, they were, look, this was 2015 okay. and they were looking to add social media to uh, as a position. Mm -hmm. And I was young, so they were like, she probably knows social media. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> now, now, explain that. How, it, how are you a 21-year-old female at UCLA and you did not know social media? I did, but I didn't know how to write copy. Oh, or okay. You know, I knew I knew how to I was very good at scrolling and looking at pictures and, you know, <laughs> posting pictures, but I didn't know how to make it, you know, a career. Right. So I they were like, hey, do you want this job when you graduate? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, I do. Um, because it would have been it was a combination of basically everything. They were like, you'll have to make our graphics. You'll take all of our photos and you'll post everything. And I was like, OK, sure. This sounds awesome. I have a job. Um, and, and you and know this, that department, especially at that time was a little older 
So they didn't yes. understand a hashtag or a graphics or the importance of social media. No, they didn't. And they had been pushing, I guess, for a long time before I was there to get this position with some of the younger. And, you know, it was still Dan Guerrero was the AD. It was just an older right. athletics department. And we're only um, talking seven years ago, not 70, yes. which is frightening no. to think. Yep. It was seven years ago. So. And this isn't podunk middle of nowhere university. No, this is an elite university that at the time had a very, very good football team and a decent basketball team. Um, you know, I think that was the year that UCLA football went 10 and three under coach Morrow with Brett Hundley there. So they needed it and they didn't have it. So they brought me in and then they brought somebody else in who was older than me to kind of be in charge and then tell me what to do, which was great because it kind of taught me what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. So I did that for about two, I think I did it for two years. And I got to work with every sport, 26 sports, which was really cool. They got comfortable with me. I got to travel a ton. I think I went to seven or eight national championships in that time. So that was the beginning of my travel, which was awesome. Did you enjoy, how much did you enjoy the travel to get out and get away? I loved it. I got to go all over the country. I went to Oklahoma City with the softball team. I went to St. Louis with the gymnastics team. I went with the basketball team the year that Lonzo Ball was there mm-hmm. um, to the to all of it for the Sweet 16. I think we went to Sacramento, and then we went to Memphis for the Sweet 16. And so I just got to go all over the country, which was really cool. And I was young, and it was free. And it was like, this is the best. Right. I mean, somebody else is paying your freight. And you get to do what you're loving. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what is your what is your responsibilities at that time? Like if you went with men's basketball, what's your responsibility? My responsibility, mainly when I'm traveling, it was photography. Okay. And a little bit of assisting with the social media, but mostly photography. Um, and then running the main athletics account is what I did day to day. So regardless of where I am in the world or in the country or wherever, is that I'm still posting for the main athletics channel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's all we had at the time. I was going to say, did the the schools or the the, uh, sports at that time have a channel yet? Or is that still just, you know? Every sport had a channel at that time. Wow. So you're responsible for 26. Holy moly. Right. But the SIDs were running them with assistance from me. So, when I'm traveling, I'm not running their accounts. I'm mostly just taking photos and I'm sending them live to them. So gymnastics at the championship, I'm sending photos to Liza David, who's running the gymnastics account. Jeez. Hmm. So it, you're just shooting stills. Are you trying to capture like a day in a life? Are you doing behind the scenes? Is it full action? Like what's your like plan if you're covering a day uh, for an event? Mostly, so we were really using, um, a lot of it was action, but then also behind the scenes. And that's kind of where I found my niche is that I really enjoy taking photos that nobody else can take because I have the access. And this is really where I discovered it. Like I, you know, there's a hundred photographers and they're all getting the same shot, but what can I do differently? Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of where I learned to turn my back away from the action a lot of the time and capture the other moments and kind of things like that. A lot of the time I didn't know what the score was or who was winning or things like that because I was so focused on everything else going on besides the action. 
it was the other action. And we did a lot of photo stories. I'm blanking on the name, but it's something with Adobe that we would use um, to tell to like release stories like a day in the life or, you know, the event in action and things like that. Yeah, that was because, I mean, that's before reels. It's before stories was, I think, even something on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't think Instagram had videos yet. No, I don't think so. I don't even know if they had multiple pictures yet. I don't think they did. Yeah. (laughs) It's so weird to think. I know. It was not, it was so recent and just, you know, social media changes every second. By the time we get off this podcast, something's going to have changed and we're going to miss it. Exactly. (laughs) Um. So, I mean, were you just giddy as all get out at that period of time? Just like- I was loving it. I was learning so much. Um, and I was also at this point around the end of, in the middle of 2017, I was feeling like I was ready for a bigger role and I needed to leave my alma mater in order to advance. So it was this weird time of like, I've been at UCLA for six years. It's so comfortable, but I'm ready to take on a role where I can have more impact with, and I was, and I wanted it to be with one team instead of all of these teams, because I felt like I had more to give, but I was spread too thin. Yeah. I mean, covering 26 by yourself. Good Lord. It's a that, lot. That, yes. And that means you have yeah. how many coaches, how many players, how many SIDs responsibility of university looking at all your imagery. That is a lot. And it was, it's, yeah. I remember watching you thinking, good Lord, like, that is a massive undertaking. Yeah. It was typical for me to cover, like, in, a, in an overlap season, I, pr- I would cover potentially three to four games a day. Wow. Like, I remember one, one day specifically, we had, we had some event in the afternoon, like volleyball or something, and then our men's or women, one of the soccer teams had the NCAA game that night, and then the basketball team was playing that night. So I went for the... I went to the event in the afternoon and then I think I went to the first half of the soccer game and then second half of the basketball game. (laughs) Like I remember that day very specifically because I think like the basketball team was playing Oregon or something. So they were both really big games. Oh, did you get a bike at least ride around on campus from spot to spot? Well, Luckily (laughs) everything's really close. You know, Polly's right there next to the soccer stadium. Luckily there wasn't a football game that day because I would have had to, (laughs) I would have been out. I mean, what was, how many frames did you shoot in that two-year period? What do you think? Oh, my God. Million? I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, 26 sports and you're a one-man band. Yeah. Holy. I did have Don Liebig to help, but, you know, he could only do X amount a year, so. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I shot a million. I I wouldn't be surprised. So you start looking, it's time to kind of leave the nest. Yes. And what, what is, what do you, where are you looking or who's contacting you? So I had a friend who worked at Notre Dame with, or sorry, at UCLA with me. And um, she, she went to Notre Dame. She worked there and there was a position open with the football team. And she kind of reached out to her buddies there, gave me, you know, a nice review And it was, I looked at other jobs I had interviewed. I was offered a couple I turned down that just didn't seem right. Um, A lot were specific photo and I knew I didn't want just photo. I wanted to kind of expand and do more social media and have the opportunity 
to work more with student athletes. So this Notre Dame job came along to be the um, director of social media for the football team. And you think Notre Dame, you think a bunch of resources. Wrong. Really? Um, so, yes. So it was like a three or four month interview process. I believe I started in like April or May and finally was offered the job like the last week of July. So now was this a lot because was it a new position? It was, it was an old position that they were making bigger. So it was like an intern position that they were making full time. So they probably had to get it cleared, you know, jobs in universities are never, it's never easy. No, never. And, and people don't understand that it's, like we're talking about seven years ago, five years ago, still social media was like this weird outlier. Like nobody yeah. quite understood no. the power of it, the money behind it, the amount of energy and time it's going to take to get this position moving in the right direction. It's, we take such things for granted like today and how, oh, what do you mean? There wasn't real yeah. stories. And then, and I think at Notre Dame too, it was, uh, it was the only sport that was going to have its own position. Ooh. So, it was, you know, dealing with that now there's many sports there that do, but so I finally got it and I get there, um, right when camp starts. So it's, you know, ready, set, go season starts in three weeks. You, we have no content created and, um, we don't have a graphic designer yet. And this so, California girl shows up. California girl shows up who's never lived outside of California and is now living in the middle of Indiana. Yeah. Like, okay. So did they, they fly you out for an interview? Is every, they did. okay. They so, did fly me out. so you, 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 you go out there for like the final interview. Are you, when you accept it, are you sitting there going, Holy crap, I have to pack up my life and go to Indiana. I am. Yes. I think it didn't hit me until I got there. I think it was so much excitement and like, you know, this is so cool. I'm, I'm doing this. And no one in my family had ever left. I'm like the first and the, I'm the only one in my family that lives, you know, Away. I've got some family in Colorado and that's the farthest they live. Oh, so I mean, what'd you think about housing? Uh, like you're so going to, you're going to have weather. You understand that, I, right? I didn't believe that it snowed until it's, I didn't believe it because they, they tricked me. They flew me out in July right. when it was nice and warm. Cause and I, I remember like, no. I remember seeing a picture of you all bundled up and I'm like, that's oh, yeah. the first time she's done that since outside of like a big bear trip. Like, oh yeah. With, yeah. Besides going to big bear for the weekend. Yeah. I had never seen snowfall. I'd only seen it on the ground. Um, so I didn't think it was going to happen. And you know, then it became October and it changed, but I get there and I have so much work to do. I don't know any of the players names. I, Hey buddy. A, yeah. I'm like, I think that's the starting quarterback, but maybe it's this guy. Did you have a cheat sheet? Oh yeah. I, I, that's the first thing I do at every new job is I make a cheat sheet. I have one in my desk right next to me right now with all my kids on it. <laughs> that a girl. <laughs> you got to football. There's to. so many people. And they wear helmets. Yeah. Well, okay. Just let's say if the players vanished, the staff, that yeah. you have to get to know. Like, there's so many people in a football program. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. No, people have no clue. Like, when you travel with a football team on a charter, it's the whole plane. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you got your own row? I'm like, no, I sit in the middle seat. <laughs> yeah. 
But Why do you think we charter? It's because it's cheaper than taking over a whole airplane. Yeah. So you're dumped into Notre Dame, and how was those first maybe couple of weeks? The first couple of weeks were insane. It was <laughs> the middle of camp. I had never worked with just a football team, so I'm just, you know, I knew a lot about how a football program ran, but I didn't know everything. I didn't know the ins and outs. I didn't know a lot about recruiting, which is obviously, you know, the most important factor. Right. So I'm learning as I go. Um, and it was honestly, it was great. I was, so before I, I had 11 days to move there. And so basically oh, I gave notice. I had 11 days. I gave notice. Um, my mom found an apartment online that was close and it looked nice enough. So we signed the lease without ever seeing it. <laughs> it looked nice enough. It looked nice enough. We signed the lease. Um, I buy furniture and I just have it delivered there. Like, you know, we're just you know, Amazon oh. everything. I Amazon my entire apartment. Um, Did they God help out Amazon a little apart. bit being that they understood you were coming from, you know, the wonderful state of California to, Yes, they gave, you know, they definitely, they paid for a lot of the move. They give you a big chunk of money to spend to move across the country, which is great. Um, we drove there, my parents and I. Oh, my goodness. What was that, three days, two days? Yeah, three days, 33 hours, 11 hours a day. First stop in Boulder, second stop in Omaha, and the third stop was, you know, <laughs> South Bend, Indiana. You're like, Omaha, I know this place, Mom and Dad. I was like, oh, I've been there. When I know it's not going to be a fun drive the rest of the way. It was just a lot of corn. <laughs> it's flat. So we drive there. We rented a giant truck, packed up my life, and drove my car. So, that, you know, we, we were caravanning. And Oh, yeah, right, because you got to bring your car. Yeah, I had to bring my car. My little car that I have had since I was 15. I still have it to this day. What What is it? It's a Mazda 3. Oh, God, you should get a... 2008 Mazda 3. You should get a sponsorship deal with Mazda. That thing's still trucking. Good for you. It, it's been to a lot of states at this point. <laughs> it's been registered many a times. So oh, many a times. <laughs> like, currently, it's California plates, but it's had others, and it's about to get Louisiana. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, okay, so what was that first football game like for Notre Dame? Because... You know, there's the pageantry and uh, Jesus and the whole, it's a Catholic school. I, I am not Catholic. Let's start there. Okay. I am not Catholic. I don't know a lot about Catholicism. Um, I don't know anything at this point. Now I know a lot. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. we, You've been baptized the whole thing. Oh, all of First things. communion. Oh, yeah. So the Notre Dame football team goes to mass every Friday. Yes. Every That's what I'm saying. Like, was that a little shocking for you to like, if you're not very religious, all of a sudden you're in a very religious setting. Would you like to hear the story about my first mass? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're at mass, you know, I have no idea what's going on. It's the day before the football game. I'm so nervous. My content is literally like still rendering on my computer of like all of my in-game graphics and everything. I, you know, I don't plan on sleeping that night. And it's, you know, it's time to go to mass. And I'm like, okay, let's go to mass and see what this is all about. And I'm sitting there next to one of the coaches and he goes, have you ever been to mass before? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, we have to go up there for communion. And I was like, uh, we have to do what? And he was like, are you Catholic? And I'm like, no. And he goes, so when you go up there, you have to cross your arms 
to show that you're not Catholic so they don't give you, you know, the cracker. Right. And I look at him and go, are you joking? And he, like, deadpans and he goes, no. I'm like, I have to get up in front of this entire football team and go walk across, like, the front. I'm sitting in the back, like, trying to pretend I'm not there, you know. And then, so I do it, and I, and I'm like, and then I say thank you to the priest. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had to live with that for, I think the players gave me crap about that for, like, two years. <laughs> Never uh, did that again, but oh man, yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a hell of a way to to get. I guess it's appropriate to say get baptized at your first, you know, ma- oh, mass. Yeah. Like it's just if you have no clue, it's so odd that you're trying to sit there with these hundred people trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah, and our our masses we had um, we had our our priests that traveled with us, so our masses were very we didn't there was no singing with the football team, right? Yeah, and there's no you know it's it's twenty minutes in and out. Yeah, it's the abridged version. Boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. So it was it was something. Oh okay. well, how did that first football game go? <laughs> Luckily, it was we won. We won, and I remember I called <laughs> my mom. I remember. After- that's all I, it's truly all I remember I remember calling my mom and I was like like I it was my first deep breath I'd probably taken since the day I got to South Bend and I call her and I'm like we won she goes I know I was watching I'm like yes I know but we won and I'm like I'm breathing again for the first time like I have so much more work to do I have to go edit probably like 3,000 photos and upload them and all of that because if I don't upload them that night, the players will start calling me when they're drunk at three o'clock in the morning at the bar asking where their photos are. And that's not what I want. So are you getting at this point, are you getting them photos for them? Yes. Jesus. So, and you're a one woman band again at this time. Yes. So at this time, my first season with ND, I actually worked the games in the box running the Twitter. I was doing the social media and I had just gotten two student workers. One of them wanted to be doing social copy and writing and in-game tweeting. So I started training him, you know, that season. And he was a sophomore. God bless him. He Ben Tostani is, you know, he was a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, midway through the season, he kind of was ready to take over. So that was kind of when the shift changed to me actually being able to capture content on the field, which was the goal all along. I just needed to prepare and get my student ready. And the whole staff was like, you're going to have a student run the Twitter. I said, yes, I am. Like he is 19 and he's probably better at it than I am because he's younger than me. Right. Um, was there, so, a, was there a team photographer getting you content or are you trying to do no, it? all? We had a team photographer. Um, he was a lot older, so he couldn't really, he never really, you know, he never went with the new wave of transmitting photos during a game. Okay. So. And that becomes a problem. It does. And so what I would do is pregame, I would shoot photos that you couldn't tell were pregame. You know, I'd get some close-ups of the, of the quarterback, 
I get, you know, as much as I could of the receivers catching balls, mm-hmm. the DBs in their stance, whatever I could get and whatever I could play off as maybe not being pregame is what I would use on social in game. Oh. Luckily enough, and NG does have a contract with NBC. So I was getting live video, which was before most schools were right. So I was able, and it was quick because we were doing it live inside of this was the, the first year with the new stadium and the new everything. So I was getting video, you know, there's a touchdown and three minutes later, I've got the video out on social. That's, so yeah, that's still know. fast today. That's pretty fast. Real video. Yeah. yeah. Real video, live video with, with the TV call. Um, and you know, there was trial and error with that, but we got a system down, you know, box was great for us. Um, so that's kind of the first season. And then midway into the second, into the season, I think it was the USC game that I kind of shifted. I was like, I need to be on the field. This is USC. This is my rival personally. Um, <laughs> I have a cross to bear and it's USC. I, you know, we have mutual rivals here. So I need to be on the field for this one. It was like, a, our, our, it was our first night game. It was, it was a big deal. We were, we were pretty good. And we crushed them. And I remember, like, that was that was probably the game I realized how powerful, like, shooting the content from the sideline was of not shooting the game. Because I had another photographer at this point um, who was getting me photos live that I, you know, and everything. So I didn't need to worry about the field. I never worried about the field action at Notre Dame, which was great. Because I could shoot. It's really when organic became a thing with social in sports and they kind of moved away from everything having to be so perfect and clean and logos and, you know, have everything on it. It was more of like, let's just post it and see what happens. And that was kind of the start of that. And I kind of like to think that I was one of the first teams to do it and took that risk. I probably wasn't, but I like to think I was. Sure. Um, And what was and the response? Really- what was the response? That's the big thing. If you're the Our first one to do it and it just blows up in your face or everybody pats yeah. you on the back. It went really well. Um, the goal at Notre Dame, which was, it's nice and because no schools don't need this, is that we never had to worry about selling tickets. Everything I posted was for recruiting. So it was kids, it was boys aged 12 to 19. That's it. That's the only target audience I had to worry about. Right. So... And I, lucky enough, had 105 of them at my fingertips to ask questions to every day. So, you know, I was like, hey, do you all like this? And they're like, yeah, I'll post it. I was like, great. So I was just kind of learning on the fly of how to, I had all this access, so let's take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, so the first season went well. I had no idea what I was doing. But by the second season, and you know, lucky enough, that was the season we went to the playoff. I was on the field the whole time. I had my student tweeting every game. You know, he was doing fantastic. To this day, I think he's amazing. He's not in social. He's actually working for the mayor um, or the government. <laughs> he's working for the government now because he went to Notre Dame and he's a genius. Um, and his side job was tweeting, you know, Notre Dame football. That makes sense. Yeah. Now he's working for the government doing who knows what. Um Things you can't talk about, probably. Sure, right. Tweeting for the government. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how 
that it sounds like from an outsider looking in who knows you like it seems like there was a huge growth explosion at that Notre Dame period. Yes, there was. I was, you know, I had some help, not a lot of help, which made it so that I needed to learn more and grow. This is where I grew a lot with my video skills, my editing skills, my Photoshop skills. I just kind of grew in every aspect. I learned, you know, how to work with student athletes a lot more. I learned about recruiting. Like I just learned so much in those three seasons I was there. And, um, it was great. Did you ever go to them and say, you know, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and they said absolutely not, or were they very supportive? Oh, I went to them with this one idea. Well, many ideas that they were like, what are you thinking? Because I, I, you know, I went, I would be working on content that I wanted to do six months in advance. And I had this one idea that I'd seen, like, I kind of based it off of a video I'd seen the Vikings do, but then I kind of changed it of like, I had this, I had a walk on and he just had an amazing personality. And I was, I wanted to give him his own show on social mm-hmm. and everyone. And I, you know, I was like, we're going to give him the mic. We're going to call it mix. His name is Mick. I said, we're going to call it mix mixtape. And I'm going to give him the microphone and let him ask anything he wants to any player on the team. And we're going to film it. And they were like, no, you're not. And I said, they're like, he's a walk-on. No one's going to care. It's going to suck. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And they basically told me, like, you're, you're, this is going to fail. And I was, I was positive it wouldn't. So I give this kid the microphone in camp. It was um, like the first week of camp in August. And he was, I'm like, what do you want to do? He was like, I want to get in the cold tub and ask guys questions. And I said, amazing. So we do. And, and it blew up and it was probably our best piece of content that whole season. Um, people would be on social, like asking when's the next episode coming out, things like that. And I, like, I never said it, but I really wanted to say, I told you so to them. Honestly. But, but it's, and you know this now, I mean, you've been to, you've worked at, four, five universities, like you understand, you could say university, but they're so very corporate. And then the people who run them are not 19. So they have no idea what a 19 year old is mind is thinking their, their 19 year old mind was a hundred million years ago. It's so difficult to try to explain it to them. And they would think why in the hell? Would anybody want to watch two guys sit in an ice bath and have a conversation? Because that's what kids do. And so trying to explain that, you might as well have been speaking Mandarin. Exactly. And that's that's your biggest challenge. 100%. That's my biggest challenge, which is why I typically come up with, you know, 20 ideas knowing six of them are going to go somewhere. Right. I mean, now, you know, and like you said, you have 105 guys who are like your test marketing subjects, Exactly. not the vice president of whatever that guy's not, nothing against that person. They're 68 and they have no clue. Just, they don't understand exactly. social media and nope. that's where they got to understand. Like they hired you. And as long as you don't do something illegal or put someone's life in jeopardy, or, you know, you're not going to be dumb enough to put the university in bad light that kind of content is going to be devoured. Yep. It was. And we had so much, you know, this kid and I knew he was going, he was perfect for it and he had fun with it. And 
every week we we did like a different theme and we had you know it was great it was a piece of content like that I still show off to this day of like uh, let's match this so and I actually currently uh starting when our our student athletes at Tulane come back next week um we're gonna do something similar with a kid here and I showed him the video and I said think about it and make it your own so we're gonna test it out here that's great that is great when did you start to feel your time at Notre Dame had run its course? Probably by the end of the third season. I was just kind of, I was burnt out. I was tired. Um, and it was just time for a change. Was it because you were just a one man band doing so much that you, you know, you just went, I, I could use some help or just, yeah. or did you just need a change? I think it was a little bit of both that and I needed to change I was kind I was done living in Indiana that was a big part of it yeah see people understand that's a small town where Notre Dame is small town I I wouldn't like yeah I just I don't like to be cold now mind you where I go next is just as cold I I was gonna say you did not go to Florida no I didn't but but what's even the comparison like oh hi for where you're at with Notre Dame compared to where you came from on the West side, where it's a bustling LA, like it's not comparable. Lake Arrowhead in the middle of winter. (laughs) That's a good one. Yes. When no one's there. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's left. Yeah. (laughs) Just you and a Catholic mass. (laughs) Yep. So there, it was just time to move on there. But it was great. I, it was a really good place for me to learn so much. Yeah, I mean, you earned your stripes. You got your battle scars, and that's what you do early on yes. in your career. So, how do you find Pitt? The warm, the warm, the warm confines of Pitt. Yeah. So you know, I actually took a break. Um, I I worked at an agency in the middle. That's right. That's right. I hated it. It was in the middle of COVID, so I start working at an agency from home. I never met a single person while I worked there. Um, went the agency route. I was like, maybe this is for me. You know, it's quieter. And I was, I couldn't wait to get back into sports. <laughs> I hated it. It was just not for me. It was not, I'm not good working with clients. I'm not good at being that nice because in sports, I can talk back and tell them what I think. To a client, I cannot do that. Right. Yeah, it's so, it's sports. It's a it's a world people don't understand. Oh yeah, you gotta I have can, thick skin. I, I get chewed out all the time, but I also get to you know I can talk I can talk back and be like, look, this is what I think. But to a client, you can't do that. Right, clients always right. Assistant coach, right? I just hate I hate it. It was so it was just not right for me. So I did that until I found Pitt. Um, did you you came home? Correct. I did. I came home. Yeah. yeah. I lived in California, so I had some time in California, which was a good, you know, recharge for me. Um, got your tan back. Got my tan back. <laughs> I, yeah, which I will never, ever have again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I found my way to Pitt, and I was going to be the director of social media um, for the athletics department. It's a smaller school, less sports, so... I was not as concerned about the UCLA thing, like, you know, taking on too much. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, 
and it was fun. I could, I did a lot of photo. I was doing a lot of video. I was kind of using all of my skills. And um, now where were you or, learning your video skills? I learned those at Notre Dame. Right, I, but like, were, was, were you just winging it or were you just, was there courses you took to kind of get a foundation? Oh, the University of YouTube. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It's, you know, free, it's Google, time. Like, and yeah, you just how to do this. And then there's a video on it. And that's how I taught myself Photoshop, After Effects, Premiere, kind of just like watching other people do stuff. And then taking like for me, Photoshop, I learned by taking apart other people's PSDs and just kind of like putting them back together. Right. Um, Good for you. And in the pandemic, you know, I challenged myself to learn a lot of stuff because I was doing I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. So I taught myself how to draw in Photoshop and how to, you know, make cool stuff in after effects. So, um, that's really how I've learned is just kind of by doing it's like, I like this person's video and now I want to make it for myself. Um, so that's kind of how I taught myself. And there were some really great people at Notre Dame who were good at videos and would let me ask questions. That's great. So that was fun. So um, you, so you decide, you know what? I'm going back across the country again. Yep. This time I didn't drive. This time we shipped my car. Did you really? Yes, we did. <laughs> this time we shipped the car and then I had to quarantine because it was still COVID. Oh, that's right. Jesus. Um, and I kind of, and it was an interesting experience there because I came in and immediately entered the basketball bubble. So I was testing three times a week. I really couldn't go out. I couldn't do things because if I got sick, then I could shut down the team. Right. And I'm lucky to this day, knock on wood, that I have not had COVID. Um, one of the few. How, how was that for your mental well-being, like being that secluded? It was not good. It was not good for me, um, which is probably the main reason I'm at Tulane now because I knew people here. Right, because you're—I take you as a very bubbly social person, and I think to to take someone like you and put you in a room and say we'll see you in a week would just yeah. crush your spirit. Well, I found Shit's Creek, luckily, and I binged it. <laughs> I binged the entire thing, so I made friends with you know the family. <laughs> the Rose family and I were good friends that week. Um, <laughs> Ah, oh, Katie, I love you. That's great. Uh, so how, how was your time at Pitt? It was really good. I, you know, I learned a lot. I, I met some really great people and, um, and then I was just kind of, you know, I had a friend that I'd made at Notre Dame and he reached out and said, we have a position open. And I was, and his wife is a really good friend of mine. His two girls are like my second children i'm like the cool aunt mm -hmm. um and it was just a no-brainer to go there that's great you know, i mean warmer. how was Pitt with you on and, and this is just business the business side of it how was Pitt understanding of you being saying i'm not going to spend three or five years here i'm gone in in a year see ya it was i think honestly right now with creatives that's just how it goes right but we you have you have yeah. people in HR at the top that are like, "Damn it, we wanted them for five. We got yeah, her." Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I that never really happened for, with me. Okay, good. Yeah, but um, you you see it more and more with creatives of just like 
we burn out. Right. Now, did you have to look up where Tulane was when she mentioned it to you? No, because he was already here. So I knew. <laughs> okay. All right. Cause I, yeah. I, I, you know, this because you, you know, you're, you're a green wave. I guarantee you 50% of the country has no idea where they can find Tulane on a map. I didn't know until he got there. I didn't know. I, I thought I, I for sure thought it was like in the East coast or something. Right. And you could probably win a hundred dollar bet when you say the Super Bowl was once played in Tulane. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pretty cool, honestly, it's really awesome. I really like it here. So what was it like when you made your first trip down to new Orleans? Uh, drove from Pittsburgh. <laughs> that car, that car of mine, we've been all over the country. Um, a friend of mine flew to Pittsburgh and we packed up my little car and, um, drove to NOLA. It was a two day trip. We finished the first day in Atlanta and the second day we were here. Uh, wow. Thank God you, uh, you're not a hoarder cause you need a van. There's no way you can put everything in that little Mazda. Oh no, no, no. We, uh, my parents who are, God bless them. They went to Pittsburgh a couple weeks later when like my lease was up or whatever and packed everything up and drove it here in a U-Haul and it's currently all in storage. Holy Christ. What are your parents, yeah. for not being Catholic? What are your parents? Saints? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are incredible. Um, so currently my stuff is in storage about five miles from here and, uh, Maybe one day I'll take it out. Now, why is it in storage? Did you already was the place you're living in already furnished? So I'm actually living with the coach who's no longer here. He's actually at Georgia Tech now. Um, I'm living in their their house has an apartment attached to it. Okay, and it was furnished. Oh, so I basically yeah. Perfect. So I didn't need my stuff. Um, so at some point in the next few months I'll get it, but right. um, for now I don't need to, and I get to live with two awesome little kids. And, um, that's great. Pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Gives you, gives you some life when you come home to the house. Yeah. It gives you some life. And it was a good family that I, like, I needed some like family unit stuff that I hadn't had at Pitt. Right. So it was a good, it was a good move for me. And this is probably the most freedom I've ever had in this position. So I'm the director of content here. And so what's the difference between the director of social media and the director of content? So now I make all of the decisions when it comes to everything. I'm in charge of the look. I'm in charge of the graphics and how they look. So I'm actually, I, I got here too late to do a rebrand. So I'm actually currently going through a rebrand right now. Okay. Um, and just really going through a bunch of stuff I like and don't like. I'm building out LUTs for videos. I'm building out, you know, everything for our photos. I'm, I want to make our photos stand out. Texas Tech does the best job of anybody, I think, to make their photos. You know, you look at it, you know that's Texas Tech, and I want to do that for us. Okay. Um, so I'm in charge of running the social media accounts. I am. We are going to hire somebody in the near future to help out with video, but right now that position is still, as you know, universities, the position is in the works. Right. Um. So, you know, one day it will be approved and I will get to hire somebody. But right now I'm doing, <laughs> one day it'll happen. Right now I'm doing, I'm making the videos. I'm, we have some external help with graphics, which is awesome. I, so we kind of tag team on those. Um, I am um, working with our students on NIL, which is a new thing. Yeah. And 
That's um, a beast. Oh my it's God. A beast. And, and, it, but, and it's, yeah. it's changing all the time. Oh yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing because yeah. nobody knows anything because the NCAA has told us nothing. Well, they don't know either. And if they don't no, say anything, nobody knows. yeah, if nobody says anything, there's no mistakes could be made. Exactly. You just ask for forgiveness at this point. <laughs> so, you know, I'm doing a lot and I really love it because I just, for the, it's the first time I really get to create something from my head, you know, from scratch. And how has that process been for you? It's so fun. You should, I have two whiteboards in my office right now and you should see them because it's just covered with little notes to myself of like, maybe try this or that. Does or, it look you know, like from that movie, beautiful mind just would just scratch everywhere and lines trying to match up where you just thoughts. Kind of. And then there's just a lot of erasing and restarting and colors <laughs> and, and a lot of Google docs. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping track. Yes. So is it, how is it for you running it? Has that been enjoyable or do you, yeah. I mean, cause it's, it, everybody now looks at you to make those decisions. Yeah. And I get to kind of create the recruiting and how we do that. I got to build a whole set for um, our 2022 signing day, which is currently just up in our locker room downstairs. Um, and I got to build a set from scratch, which was the first time I got to do that. And I got to order a bunch of stuff from Etsy and kind I just got to create and I haven't had the opportunity to create like that in a long time. And it's been really fun to kind of find my creativity again, instead of kind of being stuck in the box of what was already there. Right. That can get old. Yeah. yeah especially when you get to make your own and, and if Tulane is all for it, it's the best thing. Exactly. And we have some pretty cool colors. Like, I'm not going to complain about our colors. I love Tulane's colors. Yeah. We're pretty, you know, who gets to say that they're bright blue and green? Like, Right. Yeah. And you do have a little bit of UCLA blue. That's as close as you could probably get. Yeah. I've actually been using the Seahawks a lot for examples of kind of how to work with our colors. And, how, and you know, Rod does such a great job with it. So when you say that, you look at how Seattle does it. What are you kind of taking as a template, what are you, what are you looking for? I'm looking at a lot of their graphics. I'm looking at how they edit their photos. I'm looking at what, you know, what they do in their videos to make it pop and then taking some ideas from there. And then I'm looking at, you know, every other school and I'm looking at Apple. I'm just looking. Behance has been such a great, I love Behance. I'm looking at what other people are doing and kind of creating. So I have this big folder now on my desktop of like graphics. I like, <laughs> and I mean, you and can spend how, hours, Katie, oh, hours. You can, spend, you can spend days. It's kind of like TikTok where you can get lost and not know it. Oh, my God. So who's your go-to? Like if you say, oh, you wake up in the morning on your Monday, what's your start to look at? So it depends on if what I'm looking for. If it's photo, I'm going to Texas Tech. Okay. Um, and, what, and what do you like about Texas Tech? Is it? That they make their reds pop and they... You know, they they do such a good job of using their school colors to their advantage more than anybody else I've seen. Okay, so do you believe that is a combination of sitting down with the photographer and saying, we want this, 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 and then sitting down with the graphics person and say, put on this filter? I think they have a Lightroom presets built out for, you know, day, night, indoor, outdoor, and they all match. And okay. that's not something that a lot of schools do or do well. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's, it is, it's a combination of somebody who has 
photo background and not a lot of graphic designers do mm-hmm. and being able to say, you know, I want to take these photos and I want to make them better and I want to make them better for our program. And you see them and they, and they do, I've never seen, and this has been going on for God, three or four years, maybe that they've done just better than everybody else. Yeah. See, so somebody's got everybody under yes. the same umbrella. No, there's no wildness where someone's like, no. ah, the hell with it. I'm just going to put on this filter. A photo never goes out without it being edited. And that's kind of, Oh, that's beautiful. It is. It is. And you know, now on your phone, you can edit them on your phone. It's awesome. Yeah. So there's no excuse. There's no, I didn't have time. Yes, you did. You could take the extra 30 seconds to pop it into your Lightroom Express or whatever. So are you in a, in the athletic department, are you in the creative group or the agency marketing? Like where do you fall in? I'm in the football department. Okay. So you're in the football department and you're only doing football or are you touching? I'm only doing football. See, so we're not, we're Tulane is not a power five school and yet they still have somebody that's just dedicated to football. That's where if I would have told you in 2013, 14, that that would have happened, you would have thought I was nuts. Yes. I mean, let me tell you this. USC football just built out their team last year. It was the first time USC football had a team was last year. They were late, obviously. And, and, and what do you think that is from? I think it's pride for SC. I think it was pride in that department saying, we don't need it. We're good enough. Right. And, you know, they didn't have a football account on social media until a year or two ago. Isn't that weird? We're not talking Washington State. No. It was the athletics. They were just under the athletics channel. And I, I never understood that. Wow. So, I mean, there you are. And your responsibility is football and SC is just figuring it out. Yeah. Man. Now, mind you, they've done it really fast. They've built out a team of, I think it's five or six now. Well, they should. The blueprint's been in front of them for years where everybody else is doing it. Yeah. They, I think every PAC 12 school was ahead of them, which is embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. For them. Now they're doing a great job and I think their work is incredible, but they're late and they're catching up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of that comes down to, you got to get everybody on board. Yep. And that's a, that's a hard university from a private university is harder than a public in my opinion. Why do you think that is? And you've, and you've touched and been around long enough. Why do you think that is too public and too private? And I think it's just more, you have to please more people. And you, now you're working with donors who are involved and in a universe, in a public university, you're not right. Yeah, I think it's all. Yeah. yeah, you're getting your set allotment of money from the state. You're done. Where yep. with donors at a private school, whether it's Notre Dame or SC, those are the people you have to constantly feed. Right. Wow. Exactly. So it's tough. Yeah, that would be really tough. So, you. So you. We'll go back to that Monday. You're 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 looking at photos and you're thinking Texas Tech. Who else do you go to? Do you go to anything outside of sports to look at maybe like I you know, Vanity Fair and see what they're doing? I do. I go outside of sports a lot for graphics. Okay. Um, because I really, I love looking at what other, I, I, you know, I look a lot at what candy companies are doing, at what food, like food is doing. And then I'll look at, you. I do, I look at a lot of fashion and 
brands like Cosmo and Vogue and things like that and what they're doing. And, and so it, you know, it's what I'm looking at. If I'm looking for social media, Skittles is the best in the country. Really? Skittles has the best social media. They are so funny. They have no filter, which is awesome. And obviously I can't do that because I am working at a university. I'm working, you know, right. I can't. And I can have, I can have fun for sure. I can have more fun at Tulane than I could at anywhere else. Now, um, what does Skittles do that makes you just giggle and go, boy, I wish we could pull that I off. I mean, they'll be tweeting like <laughs> at, like at you up Slim Jim or just, you know. <laughs> they're taking like, shots. Oh, they're taking shots. They're so invested in pop culture. They'll be like, like, you know, after a bad football game, they'll be like, hey, Raiders, are you good? You know, they're just so funny. And then they're always joking. And then they'll like the next day they'll follow up. Sorry. That was the intern. Like, yeah, right. Blame it on the intern. Yeah, exactly. Damn so it. I think Skittles, the Sacramento or the uh, LA Kings do an amazing job. So it's really what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for social media guidelines or guidance, I'll look at certain places. If I'm looking at graphics, I'll look at certain faces, photos somewhere else. Now are, videos, are, like, are, are you mostly on Instagram, Twitter? Uh, and TikTok, I was, or where are I you? was going to say I was up until about a year and a half ago. And now I spend, we have a TikTok and our TikTok is growing faster than any other social account that we have. Right. It's the newest. So it's going to yeah. grow fast. We have 30,000 on TikTok, which is more than we have on Instagram. Really? Yeah. We had a single video blow up and gained, I believe, 15,000 followers off of it on TikTok. What was the video? It was one of our students, it was the night before our last football game and we were getting ready for team meeting and there was a piano in the hotel and they rolled, the kids rolled it into the team meeting. We have a kid on the team who is, can play. He's great with music. He's just musically inclined. And they pulled up the lyrics to lean on me on the big, like on the uh, screen uh-huh. and the whole team started singing and I filmed it and it, has per, it currently has 3 million views on TikTok. <laughs> That's great. And it, you know, it's just blown up. Like the university is using that video now. It's like part of their recruiting for like future students. And it's so, just like, you know, it's the moments that you don't expect are the ones that are the best ones. So basically that, that one video just paid for your, your job. Basically. Because yeah. if you're not there, it never happens. Exactly. Or it's shot vertically and it sucks and nobody can ever use it in a campaign. Exactly. Because <laughs> the kids don't realize. Nope. <laughs> I mean, and that's another thing too. Like if you, like the kids are always shooting vertical, but you have to think. Uh, I have to think both. Yes. You have to think of if I don't shoot this horizontal and it's golden, the university cannot use it in its end of the year whatever campaign because it's it yeah so i have two cell phones and i'm typically using both at the same time or i have a student worker shooting one horizontal and i'm vertical or something because i do i I have to think about stories now and i have to think about tiktok so i have to have both right oh what a challenge and luckily you know photo wise if you shoot horizontal you can make it vertical Mm -hmm. so that's easy but videos you can't really do the same Mm, no not so good not so good how is people are going to, you know, this is always people's biggest challenges when they go to a job and they're a staff or you go to universities. Like, how is the university with you in regards to like computers, gear, software? Is, is I mean, you obviously have to operate under a budget, but if 
if there's things that you need, are you able to get? What's your cycle in with like with Tulane and keeping up so with stuff? We are. I I use a MacBook Pro. It's a twenty. It's a twenty twenty. I think. Okay. Um. Or so it's pretty new. I have a work cell phone that's a iPhone twelve. Um. We have Sony A seven S's. Like we we are good here. Okay. Which I have. This is probably the best I've had at a university at some schools. I'm not going to name names. Um, I've had no budget and they've told me I just have to use what we have or use my own gear. And I do, I, you know, isn't that frightening? Yeah. But that's the reality. I use my own camera to shoot stills, but I definitely use our Sony's for video. How, when did you start seeing that Sony and start playing with it and realize, Ooh, what a game changer, which when I got here, when Katie had, can you imagine right now being 18 year old Katie with a Sony like that? No. I mean, even this morning, I saw that Canon's coming out with a new camera. Of course they are. <laughs> and it's supposed to be built to do both photo and video, like, at their top level. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, why is this only 4400 And when am I going to buy it? Um, but 18-year-old um, Katie with that camera, oh, it would have been game over. I wouldn't have known what to do with it at that point. I wasn't, like... Right, but can you imagine growing with it? Oh, it would have been incredible. Right. I mean, it's not the rebel from high school. It's not the rebel with the on-camera flash. (laughs) Smile. (laughs) Yeah, it's those cameras right now in the young kid's hands, a 12-year-old, 13, 14, Mm -hmm. making these videos and, and, and creating stuff. It's incredible. Incredible. We have some of our students that are, you know, some of my student athletes are into it. And I am more than happy to give it to them for a night or to see what they get. And then we can create, you know, a series out of it or things like that. Like I'm open to any of that. We actually have a survey out to the kids right now that I put together of like what they're interested in and things like that. And kind of, so I can get to know them and work on their social accounts with them to build them and their brand and things like that. Jesus. It's, it's, it's really awesome that that, um, that technology is here. Yeah. And, and what, that our cell phones can even shoot good enough now. Yeah. Yes. God, what you were doing with your mom's probably flip camera at events and what you had a, you know, a, the 12 in your hand now, what you would be able to make. Well, it's game over. Yeah. Your portfolio would have been fantastic at UCLA. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, what is your, what is your archiving like at Tulane? Because that's always someone's the big ugly you know, it's having, yeah, having to deal with the archive and, be, and being special. honest with it too. Because yeah. you can't get lazy. No, you can't. Um, we have a server that we upload to. And it's actually very well organized by sport and then by year. And then we, we do it in sections instead of like by month. We do it by preseason, spring, summer, um, season, and then recruiting. And that's how we do it for football. I don't think every team does it like that, but it's a pretty easy way to upload and know where to look for things without having to think about what month it was. Okay. So then we upload all of our videos there. We upload the photos there and it's, and it's just, it's easy. It's effective. And you always know where to look. Wow. 
okay. then there's my personal archiving, which is a disaster. Right. And that is right. That's the, uh, the painter's house is never painted or the cobbler's kids yeah. don't have shoes, but that's typical. But as long as where you work is clean. Yes, exactly. Now, do you guys use photo shelter or box? What's your, what's your system there? It's an internal server that's okay. like, you can only connect to it um, at, at the university, which was a very big problem this year when we had a hurricane and we uh, went to Birmingham for three weeks and lived there. Oops. So yeah, that wasn't very fun. We have, there were uh, some issues there, given that we started our football season living in a hotel in Birmingham. Jeez. Yeah. That's uh that could be a, quite a challenge. Yeah. We were it, finally, like, I think in week two, we figured we were able to connect to it through an FTP, but it was not easy. Right. It's going to be slow. And never it was, you know, take everything you can off of it before it crashes. <laughs> Jesus. What, uh, what is the future hold for Katie? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. And that's kind of how I like it right now. Wait, okay. So let's say like right now, football's over for you yeah. as a season. Spring starts at some point. What's your six month schedule? My six month schedule. So our students return next week and we'll open up um, winter workouts. So I'll be going to their workouts. I'll be filming, taking photos. And I'll be doing a lot of individual work with the kids to kind of learn about what they can do, what they want to do, kind of doing more fun content right now. So getting, we're going to do trivia. I'm going to have the coaches doing some interviews with the players and just more so like having fun. And then also I'm already preparing for season and kind of building out what I want our production and things like that to look like. Okay. Yeah. That's that. It's how it starts. It's just constantly going. There's no exactly. slowing down in athletics, especially no, with football. No, because I have to submit my budget soon. So, <laughs> and Canon screws it up by coming out with a new camera today. Yeah. Where Where can people see your work? Um, social media is okay. really where you can see it. You can see it on the Tulane football accounts. You can see it on my personal. I tend to post things. Um, and what is that? What is it? Is it under your name? Yeah, it's at Katie underscore Myers underscore. Okay. I didn't know if you went with uh, Katie the Bruin bear killer. <laughs> Had to be more generic. <laughs> what, what, when it comes to, you know, staying in athletics, do you think that's your future or do you see yourself, and I know this is, you know, in 10 years, which is, you know, hard to do, but do you think you're going to stay in athletics? I do. And I don't know what role that'll be in. It could change. I could see myself moving in a different direction, but I do see myself staying. All right. Well, I can't wait to see it. Because I tell you, it's been a blast watching these last couple of years of you just, you know, rip through the athletic uh, universe. Thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been fun it's been to an watch. adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's awesome to watch your work grow you grow you produce all this unbelievable content um i'm just so proud of it. i'm happy for you thank you so much you're the best katie let's uh stay in touch and if uh tulane football makes its way out to uh lovely southern california let's get together no doubt all right you're the best katie thank you talk to you soon all right bye thank you for listening to my conversation with katie myers please click the like button if you enjoyed the episode subscribe as well and please leave a review if you enjoyed what you heard. 
Remember, follow the podcast on Instagram, and you can find all of our past shows on the website, justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.